Before we dive into today's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this content is intended for general purposes only and should not be used to substitute professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your medical service practitioner based on your unique needs. Hi, this is Kelly, your nutritional nerd with the health news you want to hear for the week of June 1st, 2020. This week, we'll talk about stress. In fact, I would like to provide you with my nutritionist's guide of what to eat in times of stress. Yes, sometimes stress does get the best of us. Sometimes stress levels are so high that we get trapped in circular thinking and can't escape. We can't turn off those recursive thoughts. Sometimes we can't do much more than hunker down with a big bag of chips, a chocolate bar, or some other fatty, salty, sugary foods that we find comforting. And I get it. I've been there and I've done that. I know how to stress eat. But I also know what stress eating does to our bodies and our nervous system. So, in light of the current global heightened state of stress that we all find ourselves in right now, I thought I'd take a few minutes to share some thoughts and ideas that I hope will resonate with you. So, how does stress mess with our health? I don't want to dwell on this fact, actually, and how stress does mess with our health. There's enough negative um, and worrisome thoughts circulating throughout the globe. So if you'd like to know more, you can certainly check out previous blog posts that I've written about the topic. Uh, One in particular was titled, How Stress Messes With Your Health, The Ugly Truth. But what I would like to do is point out one little scientific fact here before moving on. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that we actually have three nervous systems in our bodies. The parasympathetic, the sympathetic, and the enteric nervous systems. The enteric nervous system can be found in our gut. This is the one that's often referred to as our second brain. It's great at communicating with our brain and contains 50 to 100 million nerve cells, which remarkably detect and destroy dangerous bacterial invaders that make it into our gut when we accidentally consume contaminated food or water. The parasympathetic nervous system is also considered our rest and digest state. This state is initiated when our bodies are relaxed. Blood circulates freely throughout our digestive tract and also carries nutrients to our cells. The sympathetic nervous system, on the other hand, is our uh, flight or fight response. It kicks in when our body feels any kind of threat or stressor. And threats don't only include moments of terror when we're getting chased by a bear. Our bodies find all kinds of daily insults stressful, from certain foods that we eat to staying up too late to getting cut off in traffic. Our body also experiences stress from working extra hard to meet a deadline from rushing around, dealing with money woes, 
being in chronic pain. In fact, countless things can trigger a fight or flight response. And we may not realize it, but our bodies are extremely smart. Its main focus at all times is survival or keeping us alive. So when we are in a sympathetic nervous system mode, as we experience a stressful situation or a situation that our body perceives as stressful, it sends blood to the major organs that keep us alive, like our heart and muscles, just in case we need to prepare ourselves to escape. And a fun fact here for you is that the body cannot be in both parasympathetic and sympathetic mode at the same time. What this means, if your stress levels are high, regardless of the reason, and cortisol is running rampant through your body, you will be unable to get quality sleep, rest, or digest the food you eat. As you can imagine, that can be quite problematic. So how can we better manage? What can we do to reduce the stress in our lives and mitigate its effects? Well, a good first step would be to start nourishing our body with the right foods. So what should you eat in times of stress? Well, instead, again, of focusing on what not to do or dwell on just how bad certain foods are for us, like sugar, for example, my intention here is to offer up some ideas that might actually help. Ideas that are easy that you can start implementing today. So even if after listening to this, you walk away with one pearl of wisdom or strategy that you can adopt and find helpful, then I'll consider myself successful today. Here are my simple nutritional tips of what to eat in times of stress. First, try to eat one more vegetable than you normally would each day. Vegetables are nutrient-dense and contain a variety of vitamins and minerals that can work to strengthen your immune system. Rather than focusing on dramatic changes that may not be sustainable for some of you, start simply by adding one additional vegetable to each day. And if you currently make it through some days without any vegetables at all, then make sure you get one in every day. That's the place where you should start. Second, focus on colorful food. Now, I'm not talking about fruity pebbles or jelly beans here. I'm talking about any and all of the abundant colorful fruits and veggies that are available in your area. The colorful compounds in these foods support the immune and nervous systems with their antioxidant effects. Each compound has slightly different effects, so doing anything you can to add more variety of color to your plate will be helpful. Think blueberries, strawberries, cherries, red grapes, red or orange bell peppers, beets, purple cabbage, and anything green. Third, opt for nutrient-dense complex carbohydrates. Just like sugary treats, complex carbohydrates have an amazing ability to boost serotonin levels to help you feel better and to be better able to manage the stress in your life. However, donuts, white bread, 
pasta and other sugary treats will cause an energy crash or a mood crash a short time later and mess with your brain chemistry. Complex carbohydrates will provide much needed nutrients to feed yourselves and keep your blood sugar levels stable. So what are these complex carbohydrates? Delicious foods like sweet potatoes, quinoa, hummus, and all variety of vegetables. Four, start your day with protein. Another simple step in the right direction is making sure that you include a quality protein source with your first meal of the day. Protein foods like pastured eggs, almond butter, or ground turkey will set the stage for stable blood sugar levels all day long. Protein in the morning will also work to keep you feeling full longer and to curb your cravings for sugar. And if you're not a big breakfast fan or don't have any time to cook a full meal, don't worry. You can still get protein in by adding a quality protein powder like grass-fed collagen to your morning green drink or smoothie. However you choose to begin your day, just make sure that it starts with protein. And fifth, drink some green tea. Green tea extracts have been shown to raise metabolism help you burn more fat, and promote weight loss. Antioxidants found in green tea or green tea extracts help reduce free radical damage and slow the signs of aging. Plus, green tea contains a compound called L-theanine that increases energy but is calming at the same time. Now, aside from things that you can eat, to help you in times of stress, there are actually a few lifestyle tips that you might want to try or things that you can do in times of stress. First, take care of yourself first. I know that a lot of people get overwhelmed by never-ending to-do lists, and I'd hazard to guess that most of the items on those lists are things for other people, uh, like your kids your spouse, your boss, your neighbor, but where do you fit in on those lists? Do you ever take care of yourself? Most of us don't, which is why we feel overwhelmed even more. Taking time out to pamper yourself, add some me time to your list, and do something that helps you relax. If you're looking for some inspiration, watch a silly movie. Take a hot bath with essential oils. Get a massage or pedicure. Read a book. Soak up some sunshine in your backyard. Whatever gives you pause and helps you relax will do wonders for your nervous system. Second, if possible, get some fresh air every day, especially if it's a sunny day. Make a point of going outside. Connecting with nature is very grounding and calming. Breathe in the air, listen to the sounds of nature, and embrace it. Nature never rushes, yet look at all that it has accomplished. The added benefit of spending time outdoors on a sunny day is that you're exposed to vitamin D, a great nervous system modulator and neuroprotectant. Vitamin D also supports the creation of nerve growth factor, sometimes called NGF, which is responsible for the growth and survival of neurons. Third, move more. 
What type of exercise should you do? Mm, anything. Aim for about three hours a week and realize even if you do two 15-minute exercise breaks like stretching, walking, yoga, climbing stairs, riding a bike, and so on, doing that daily is just as good as 30 minutes every day. This may also be a little bit easier to manage and work into your daily uh, routine if you're currently relatively sedentary. As long as it's more than you're currently doing, of course, unless you already hit the gym hard. Exercise can boost serotonin and dopamine levels to help improve your mood, sleep cycles, and overall sense of well-being. Fourth, sleep well. I know this may sound ironic uh, because people going through times of high stress require quality sleep, yet high cortisol levels resulting from the high stress often make it difficult to sleep. Yeah, well, sleep is often negatively affected when we're under stress or suffer from depression, but because it's vital, we must do whatever we can to try to get a better night's sleep. If you haven't already, try blackout blinds, white noise machines, and deep breathing when you crawl under the covers. Also, make sure that the temperature of your room is nice and cool. Fifth, breathe deeply. This is an easy one, and better yet, it's free. Spend one minute practicing diaphragmatic breathing every day. It can change your parasympathetic nervous system and give your body a break from stress. You can practice this in the car, at your desk, in the comforts of your own home, or while waiting in line at the grocery store. Focus on your belly rising with each long, deep inhale and falling with each long, slow exhale. And sixth, accept the love of a pet. This is one of my favorite ways to relieve stress. And I believe many other people share this philosophy as well, especially with all the turmoil the world saw this year. This spring actually saw a surge in animal adoptions. <laughs> Spending more time at home with kids who can't attend school, many more animals have been adopted than ever before. Animal shelters have seen more adoptions than usual, and breeders can't hold on to their litters as kittens and puppies alike are spoken for oftentimes before they're even born. Anyone who has a pet knows just how therapeutic and stress-relieving they can be, believe me. On a personal note, our dog Berkeley was an absolute lifesaver for my husband Joe after his traumatic brain injury. He would not leave Joe's side and worked tirelessly to comfort him each and every day. To this day, Joe still calls our four-legged boy Dr. Berkeley. He provided so much more comfort and compassion than any medical doctor or prescription could. The healing powers of Berkeley were so powerful that our newest addition, a little French bulldog we named Emerson, we decided to have her professionally trained to become an emotional support therapy dog. This way, Joe could start giving back by bringing her to nursing homes, hospitals, childcare centers, or any other place that her loving kindness and emotional support 
could be used to help others. I'll definitely keep you posted with more on this topic when there's more to tell. As of right now, she's still in training and a few months away from her first birthday when she can officially get tested to see if she meets the criteria to become an official emotional support dog. But you know what? Even if she doesn't, I, I know that she will still provide great emotional support to both of us. I personally find joy in my morning dog walks. For years now, Berkeley has gotten me outside for a morning walk, regardless of whether it's sunny, rainy, or snowy, something I never used to do. And as we all know, exercise, including walking a dog, is a great stress-relieving tool. It boosts serotonin levels, improves circulation, gets us outside in the fresh air to connect with nature, exposes us to sunshine to boost vitamin D levels, and an added bonus, if we stay mindful while walking, we can learn to enjoy and appreciate the sights, smells, sounds, and marvels of nature. All of these benefits come with the dog. I had no idea at the time that we adopted our first. So if you're struggling and need an excuse to get outside for a daily walk or two, I highly suggest considering a pet. The unconditional love, support, and joy one can bring to your life may just surprise you. Simply petting an animal has been shown to reduce cortisol. So in conclusion, we can, we'll never be able to escape stress. It's definitely part of life, and unfortunately, it always will be. But what we can do is eat better and live better so that stress and high cortisol levels don't consume our lives. If you'd like more help discovering foods targeted to your specific nutritional needs or circumstances, I'd be happy to help. Make an appointment to see me today. Find me at happyhuman.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Stay well.